Welcome to the Yoga Biz Podcast, the number one podcast for bite-sized business advice for yoga teachers. If you're just getting started building out a marketing and business plan for your yoga business, you're in the right place. Now, before we get started, make sure you head down to the show notes and download my free content planning and strategy training with a free template. And make sure you hit subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Yoga Biz Podcast. It's Meg here, and I'm really excited to be jumping into some Q&A. We don't do a ton of Q&A here on the podcast. I mean, I think we should start because I think this episode is going to be really good. When I was sitting down to plan it, I was like nodding my head along and I was like, oh yeah, like I get this question all the time. This is a great thing to answer on the podcast. I also want to drop a little bit of a surprise here to my podcast listeners, which is that I just started a new local business. I live in North Carolina, and I haven't talked about it super publicly yet, but something that I really love that I really think is going to be beneficial to all of you is that I now have a solely online business and a solely in-person business, and both of those things come with different challenges, come with different strategies, and so I'll be drawing upon my own experience building this local business alongside my online business. And little spoiler alert, they're completely different. So just more goodness coming your way here on the Yoga Biz Podcast. All right, let's dive right in. And I'm going to start with the first question, which is definitely the one that was asked the most when I pulled my audience. And that is, what is the best way to market myself on social media? Okay, so this is solely for yoga teachers. What's the best way to market myself on social media? Now, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, and there's tons and tons of resources here, but the truth is there is not a best way. I'm going to talk a little bit about maybe where you should start and focus your energy, and most likely it's not where you're focusing your energy currently, but the truth is there's not a magic strategy and there's not a magic platform. What most people are worried about, so if you're sitting there listening to this episode, you might be worried about what you're posting. Am I posting pictures and graphics and reels and videos that are good enough? And you're agonizing over the images and the words that you're using in your posts to try to get more students or get more clients. And a lot of people are doing that before they even have an audience who's paying attention or engaged enough to care. So you're worrying about posting the perfect thing to enroll someone into something, but no one's seeing that content. So let's walk through maybe a more tangible example of this. Maybe you're a local teacher and you're trying to launch a local meditation basics series. So this is probably gonna be really relevant around the new year when a lot of people are gonna be asking for help starting a meditation practice. So you're a local teacher, you have an Instagram, and you're like, Meg, how do I get people into this series on Instagram? My first question to you is gonna be, well, do people in your local area follow you on Instagram? You might be like, well, no, I've moved around the country, I've lived in multiple places, a lot of friends and family follow me. So that's where I would start. You need to be creating content to attract an audience. So maybe that means collaborating with other local businesses and getting them to share your stuff on their social media platforms or hosting a class at a local business and saying, hey, follow me on Instagram. But you first 
need an audience. I can't tell you how many clients we get inside the Yoga Biz Accelerator that have just agonized and agonized over content and posting the quote unquote right thing when that's not the best thing to be focusing your energy on. You could make the most amazing graphic video, whatever it is for this meditation series, but if it's not relevant to your audience, you're not gonna see any new students. And that's not your fault, right? That's not, that doesn't mean that your content wasn't good enough. It means that you're screaming into an audience of people that are saying, hey, I think it's great that you're hosting this meditation series, but we don't live in the local area. We can't join. Now, this is also relevant for those of you who are doing online stuff. So another example that I'll walk through a little different would be someone launching an online handstand course. Maybe it's like a six week how to do a handstand series and it's solely online. And you might be thinking, okay, well, then it doesn't matter who my audience is. Anyone can do this course. You still want to make sure it's an audience that is relevant. So it's actually people who are looking to learn handstand, which probably means that they've done yoga, acro yoga, something similar before. So you want to be creating content that's going to draw in an audience that's interested in your topic first. Once we've nailed down a way to attract people, then we can start talking about your marketing strategy. So if you want to dive a little bit more into content strategy and planning, I do have a little free training. It's about an hour long. You can go down to the show notes, download that and start diving into it. But the main takeaway from this question is if you ask me this question, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, do you have an audience that is engaged and is paying attention to what you're offering? And then we'll talk about marketing and sales. Okay. Number two, this was a very, this was like kind of a surprising common question that I got. Is email marketing effective for in-person yoga teachers or studio owners? So I got a variation of that question. So like, is email marketing effective for taking on private clients in my local area? Is email marketing effective if I own a yoga studio? The answer is yes. The answer is definitely yes. Your strategy for building your email list is going to be a little different, right? It's sort of what we just talked about before, which is you want to make sure you're marketing, no matter where you're marketing, to an audience that is actually relevant to. So if you put, for example, if you grow your email list with a free training that you post online and you get people from all over the world, I don't recommend marketing you know, your in-person yoga studio to that list. That's not relevant. It's only relevant to people who live in the local area or frequently visit the local area. So you want to tweak your email marketing strategy to make sure that you're attracting people on your list who live in the local area. A lot of yoga studios do, you know, free trials or, you know, a discount for a membership for a month where you can try all the classes, try all the students. And a lot of the time, not 100% of those students become paying members. And those yoga studios just kind of forget about them. But you can run an email marketing campaign to those people and say like, hey, what did you like about the studio? Hey, do you want to come back? Do you want to come to this workshop? And you can slowly pull them back into the community. They're a much warmer lead than a random person in the local area who has never tried your studio. But they might have just gotten busy with life, never came back to actually pay for a membership, 
And you might be catching them with your email marketing at a better time, a time when they're more ready to buy a membership than maybe they were whenever their trial ended. So don't give up on those people who did a trial at your studio or who came to a free class and didn't become a private client. Those people are still relevant. You should keep them on your list and continue marketing to them via an email marketing campaign. All right, third question here. How do I grow organically on social media? And this goes hand in hand with the last question that we're going to talk about today, which is about ads. So how do I grow organically on social media? And the truth is, it's hard. It's really hard to do these days. Social media platforms have changed so much in the last 10 years and made it much, much harder to organically grow on social media. That doesn't mean that it's not possible. It means that our strategies have changed. You know, 10, even seven to eight years ago, just posting pretty pictures on social media meant that you could maybe grow to be an influencer, to have 100,000, 200,000 followers. That is not the case anymore because of obvious reasons. Facebook, Instagram, social media platforms are growing and monetizing, which means that they're trying to incentivize us to pay for ads so that more people see our content. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? They're business owners just like we are business owners. So my advice to you, if you're looking to grow organically on social media, actually I have have two things. First of all, I would ask you, why is it important to you to grow a following on social media? Because while it might seem like growing a following is going to grow your business, I would tweak that mindset and ask yourself, how can I grow my business and leverage a social media strategy? Because those are two different things. Followers do not necessarily equal paying clients. The second thing I would say is in order to grow organically on social media, you have to keep up with trends. That's just the honest answer. And not everyone has the energy or the capacity to keep up with trends which is why I would say that a lot of you are probably ditching the idea that you even want to grow organically on social media. I personally think that utilizing social media to grow other things, like an email list, like a podcast following, something that you solely own yourself, is a more effective business strategy. But if you're sitting there and you're like, Meg, I don't mind following trends. I really wanna grow organically on social media. You gotta keep up with trends. So read blogs, read news articles, read about how these businesses are looking to grow. An example would be Instagram right now. The only way to grow organically on Instagram is if you hop on board the Instagram Reels train because that is the content that they are prioritizing on their platform right now. If you're not into following that trend, that's okay. We just have to find a different strategy for you because trying to continue to grow using solely photos just literally isn't going to work. It's not because you don't have great photos. It's because Instagram owns their own platform and that is what they've decided to prioritize right now. Okay. So kind of a tricky topic and we have episodes on here that talk solely about social media, but that's what I would say if you're looking to grow organically. Last one is, do I have to boost my posts to get seen? Oh, I really want to address this, okay? So if you have ever 
taken a look at an amazing piece of content that you just put out into the world and it's gotten like no views, no engagement, nothing. And Facebook and Instagram have a little note at the bottom that say, want to reach more people? Want to reach 80,000 million gazillion people? Boost your post. It's only $5. Please do not boost your posts. Boosting is different than running a paid ad, okay? Completely different. Running a paid ad is something that you go onto Facebook Ads Manager, you put in a lot of information to try to target the right people, you can set a budget, you can set parameters, you can actually be in control of your ad. Boosting a post is basically Facebook and Instagram's way of taking advantage of you feeling stressed, if I'm being honest. It's really their way of saying like, hey, um, your post didn't reach anyone, but I think you'll feel better if you just, you know, throw $5 at it and we'll show it to more people. Please don't do that. If you want to run paid ads, you absolutely can, but go and make an account on Facebook Ads Manager and actually run good quality ads that are going to reach the right people. The second thing I'll say about that is I don't recommend running ads until you know that your business systems work. If you find that people aren't downloading your free resources or signing up for your free classes or workshops or engaging with your current content, then pouring money into ads is kind of like filling up a leaky bathtub. You know, you're pouring water in, but you're not, it's not going to fill up. You're not going to get anything out of it. It's just pouring money into a system that is not converting. But if you find that people are downloading your stuff, signing up for your classes, and then your classes are converting people to clients, then it's time to start thinking about ads because you can then push out your free resources and get more eyeballs on your stuff. And you're pouring water into a bathtub that's not leaky and it starts to actually fill up and grow and scale. So that's kind of, if you're, if you're thinking about ads or if you're thinking about boosting posts, that would be my advice to you. All right, in summary, what we talked about today, best ways to market yourself on social media. Is email marketing effective for studio owners or yoga teachers that are looking to grow a local clientele? How to grow organically on social media? And do I have to boost my posts to be seen? All right, everyone, that's it for this episode. I hope this was helpful for you. And do me a favor, share this on your Instagram story. Share this with your yoga teacher community. I would love to reach more yoga teachers like you. And honestly, I would love to connect with you on Instagram and on Facebook. So I'll see you all back here on the Yoga Biz podcast next time.